0: So the first thing that we do in any of my work is we do work on the mindset first. We have to get you in a space and a place where you're open and receptive and ready for change. You know, you you have to be ready for it because otherwise you're going to stay stuck in your old habits because of the programming that's running. So so we definitely work on mindset first.
1: What's going on guys? This is the Passive Wealth Strategy Show. Thank you for tuning in. Today our guest is Diane Forster. And today we're talking about the importance of mindset in achieving your goals. Diane has had a number of very powerful experiences that she's going to tell us all about all the way from inventing a new kitchen product to selling out in six minutes on QVC, and so much more. And now she helps others take their lives to the next level and achieve their goals. First by starting working on their mindset and living intentionally. And if this sounds, you know, you're listening to this and it sounds a little, ah, I can, you know, I don't need to work on my mindset. It's all woo. Honestly, I thought that too. Like I used to think that same thing, right? Until I set big goals for myself as a real estate investor. And I struggled for a little while, honestly. And until I started working on my mindset and the things around me, the people around me, And my limiting beliefs and all these things we're talking about today, I didn't start achieving any of my goals. But once I started working on those things consistently, then I made progress and I started getting what I wanted and achieving what I wanted. And I think the same thing if you're in a similar situation to where I was, this might apply to you. Hey, I don't know. I don't know you, right? We're not we're not talking right now. But if you're anything like me and maybe you're you're skeptical about this. Give it a little bit of a uh, consideration. Think about it and listen to folks that are successful, right? Don't take a, don't take the word from me. Just go out there, talk to folks who have been very successful in escaping the Wall Street casino, investing in real estate. I bet you they've worked on their mindset, almost guaranteed. With the number of folks that, that I've talked with about this specific topic who are successful real estate investors, shoot, 99 out of 100, 100 of them work on their mindset deliberately every day. And that's what we're talking about today with Diane Forster. I'm your host, Taylor Lote. I'm a real estate investor. I'm a real estate syndicator. I buy real estate with passive investors and split the return. you do enjoy the show and you're an apple podcast user please take a quick second leave us a rating and review on apple podcast that helps other people learn about the show that helps us rank higher in the apple podcast ecosystem and i've told you this guy this before guys it helps me feel good because i get to see that you guys are engaging with the content you're learning from the interviews and you're escaping the wall street casino along with us if you haven't yet subscribe to the show, go to that favorite podcast app of yours, look up the Passive Wealth Strategy Show, hit that subscribe button. That way you'll get every new episode straight to your mobile device every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Once again, I'm your host, Taylor Lote. I'm a real estate investor, real estate syndicator. I buy real estate with passive investors and split the return. I've had my own, say, personal experiences with managing my mindset and how it can either help or hinder getting to your success as a real estate investor. And I've seen firsthand in my own experience how important it is. And I think you may see that as well. And today with Diane Forster, you're gonna learn how to manage your mindset, key things to look out for, and how to take it to the next level. You're gonna get an eight-step blueprint and a lot of other great information today. So without any further ado, here we go. Diane, thank you for joining us today.
0: My pleasure, Taylor. Thanks so much for having me.
1: Well, it's been great talking with you so far, and today we're going to talk about, I think, probably the most important aspect, the most important thing we need to do as investors, entrepreneurs, passive wealth builders when escaping the Wall Street casino, managing our mindset. And for our listeners out there who don't know about you and what you do, can you tell us about yourself, your background, your business, and what you do, and then we'll get into it.
0: Absolutely. Well, again, thank you for having me. I'm Diane Forster, and I run a company called I Have Today, which is a transformation education and media company. And our primary audience are women in their 40s and above in what we call the second chapter of their lives, where we help them to reinvent their lives and transform both personally and professionally. And we start with mindset first, And then we move into, you know, the tactical, strategic, whatever it is that that thing is that they are trying to build. So each one of our clients is very different. They have their own past, their own journey, but they all ultimately want the same thing and they want... Uh, independence. They want freedom. They want a can do lifestyle. They want to wake up every day fulfilled and feel like they're living um, with passion and purpose. So we do that through our coaching program, through our TV show, our podcast, our live events, uh, online products, you know, and offline products. So that's what we do in the business. And uh, my background, how I got into this and started doing this was I spent 32 years in advertising and television sales. I worked in the ad agency business in LA for eight years before moving to Chicago and switched to television sales. And I spent the last 20 years of my career at ABC television, which was great. And I was in sales and marketing. And so that was my background. And what led to my reinvention was two things. I invented a kitchen product out of the blue. One day in the kitchen, I had a frustration in the kitchen and came up with an idea and actually went through the process of seeing this idea through, not knowing what I was doing, just taking one step in front of the other. And it ended up, Winning an innovation award at the International Houseware Show, which led to a QVC appearance where we sold out in six minutes. And that opened my (laughs) eyes to entrepreneurship and said, wow, I, I can really create something from nothing. And then the creation of I Have Today was my personal journey, my personal hurdle of a very unhappy, unhealthy relationship and marriage. That long story short, and I don't mean to be glib about it, but led to a suicide attempt. That was my wake-up call, and that moment um, really shook me to the core, got me to wake up, like, what am I here for? What's this all about? And to completely reinvent my own life. And so now I'm so passionate about helping others to not stay in a ho-hum existence if you're not happy, even if it's not so abusive as you think, you know, if you're not happy, then, then something needs to change. And what I discovered, Taylor, is it really is all about the mindset. It starts with the mindset. And that is our limiting beliefs, our fear, our doubt, our guilt, You know, all of those negative emotions that are things that we are carrying around with us and they are living in the subconscious mind and literally running the show. They're running your life, whether you realize that or not. So I don't deep, deep, deep into that, into understanding that as understanding the mind, understanding the brain, understanding, you know, the metaphysical and law of attraction and all of these things and how all of this stuff tied together. And when I started to really understand that and understood my power, my whole life started to change. And I said, well, this is phenomenal and having an extraordinary life. And now I have to take what I've learned and help teach it to others so that they too, can feel inspired, empowered, aligned, and living an intentional life. So that's what led me here.
1: Wow, well, that's great. There's there's so much in there, and I appreciate you uh, uh, being so open and sharing about you know some the, those those positive and the negative uh, experiences there that that led you to where you are today. And. You mentioned uh, one thing in particular that I've struggled with over the years and I think is a continuing area for improvement with a lot of folks, maybe uh, you got to keep working on uh, limiting beliefs. I'd really like to, you know, let's dig into that a little bit and learn about why they're so important and why it's important to know about them and get beyond them because it's it's, it's, an, it's a huge topic for anyone looking to reinvent themselves and especially, you know, the way they make money, right?
0: Yes, Totally. Totally. So limiting beliefs, a limiting belief is just a belief that a belief that you just keep thinking over and over and over again. And when we're born and come into this earthly experience, we are a blank slate. We don't have them. You know, there's only two fears that we have fear of loud noises and fear of being dropped. Like those are the only two innate ones. Everything else we pick up. We pick up from our parents, from the media, from siblings, from teachers, from bullies, you know, you name it, it's all coming in. And what happens is it can, it only takes a moment for a limiting belief to anchor in you for you to say, "Mm, I'll buy that. That's true. Like, you know, monsters are scary or we get told the word no 7,000 times by the time we're eight years old. So we get... We get told, no, no, you can't do that. No, 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 that's in there. And 85% of our limiting beliefs are anchored by the time we're eight years old. So we go in in, in our timeline. I'll just run through quick. You know, we have the first, um, you know, The imprint years are birth to eight years old. And then we have modeling years from like eight to 13, 14, where we start copying things like you like your older brother's an athlete and you want to be just like him or, you know, things like that. And then from 14 to the age about 21 are the socialization years. And that's when a lot of our true limiting beliefs start really taking an effect on us where. You know, if you're in a high school age and you have a bad day and no one's talking to you, you just want the you want your life to end like you feel like the whole world is caving in on you. And so there's a lot of mindset stuff that's going on there. Well, then we move into the professional years from 22 to about 35 or so, and we get into this sort of. Uh, well, this is what I'm supposed to do with my life. I was supposed to go to school. Now I'm supposed to get a job. And maybe now I'm supposed to get married and start having a family. And we start putting our priorities towards that. Well, by the time we're 35 years old, according to Dr. Joe Dispenza, our personality is pretty much set. And so the reason why I work with people 40 and older is because all of a sudden the questioning starts happening and life starts transitioning again. And then Changes start to happen again. Divorces happen, kids grow up, they go off to college. You know, you're just in this new phase. Well, all of those limiting beliefs from when you were young, in, especially in those teen years, if they have not been handled or addressed, get reactivated again. So, a limiting belief that you take on that happens to you in a moment, you carry around for years. It's crazy. And so, your immediate reaction most people's immediate reaction is if there's something that's an unknown like making an investment doing something like that fear is going to kick in doubt is going to kick in all those limiting beliefs are going to are telling you no 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 your subconscious mind is programmed to keep you safe it's an antiquated system so it's a, it's meant to keep that fight or flight reaction to things, and it loves familiarity. So it's it's been running on the same programming. If you think about it, if you're thinking about the same thoughts today that you did yesterday, it's not your fault. It's just you're running on old programming. So it's really hard to break through that if you're not doing anything differently. And the fear of it and the programming keeps so many people stuck. That's why they can't Make those changes they want to make. They're trying to make it from a conscious place, but it's happening in the subconscious mind,
1: so I think that what you said about the subconscious mind really making the decision is a, a really important aspect of this that that maybe we don't uh, inherently appreciate in how our emotions, our decision or how our emotions impact our decision making. And then, Really, how once we understand that, how can we start using that to our benefit or our advantage and making decisions in our days with our lives to start using those emotions to benefit us in the direction that we want to go. So can you tell us more about how we can start to use that knowledge to our advantage and reshape our mindset and and head in the direction we wanna go with our lives?
0: Absolutely. I call it the ABCs. Awareness begets change. The first thing you have to do is start to become aware of it. When you're making a decision, let's let's you know. Let's talk about real estate. You know, if somebody's thinking about making an investment into you know uh, a purchase into an investment property, and they're they're afraid that uh, like during the pandemic, you know, there was all sorts of fears coming up with that. Um, if you can just f- at first be aware that, wait, is this really true or is this just a belief I have based on what the outside world is telling me, what history is telling me, that growing up with parents who, you know, had to work three jobs just to keep food on the table would tell me that money doesn't grow on trees. You know, is this really like to really be inquisitive about it? Test it out. Start start right there. Of course, affirmations, listen, listening to powerful, empowering, positive things definitely helps. You have to feed this computer. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, if you think about it, I I share this story all the time in my world. But think about your phone for a minute. You know, imagine your phone is the same exact age that you are. And it's never had a software upgrade. <laughs> There's no <laughs> antivirus software in it at all. You know, there, how slow and sick would this run, right? It would only be able to do a few programs, or, you know, few operations. And yet, but think about it. You program this. There's only a few things that come on it, but you're feeding it the rest of the stuff. And what are you feeding this? You know, how even are you using this? Well, we're surrounded by 7,000 impressions a day of things mostly that are telling us there's something wrong with you. You need this thing in order to be better. You know, we're getting that constantly. So what we have to do is feed this mind and feed ourselves the positive things like you're amazing, you're extraordinary, you're a creator, you can do anything you want, you're limited by nothing. And it starts with the the awareness, being aware that is this really true or is this just a limiting belief that I bought a long time ago that somebody said to me that I grew up in this atmosphere that's affecting me. And when you realize, no, it's not true. Like, I, I don't have to believe that. Why are some people successful and others aren't? It's strictly one thing. It is the way they think. It's truly the way they think. And it comes from from there. So how to do that? Start feeding yourself positivity. My all our programming is uplifting positive. We always give three strategies on how you can change your life today for the better. You know, all of that. There's so much out there that's available, but you've got to find it. And you got to program your mind and program your phone and your device and start feeding this machine with the positivity and it 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 can start to shift and start to shift fast yeah
1: i think the especially mentioning the the phone in this in this context is very important because as we've gotten more digitally connected we've actually given more of the control if you will for our mindset to basically tech companies that understand psychology better than we do. And they can pump things into our brains, not just advertisements, but say negativity or, or what have you, like you said, 7,000 impressions about, you know, you're not good enough, blah, blah, blah. So on, so on and so forth. We might not even realize that's coming our way, but it is unless you take control of it and get that stuff out of your life.
0: Right. Right. I, it's so true. And it's, it's, It's hard. It's hard for a lot of people. They're so programmed. They wake up in the morning and they turn on the news or they wake up in the morning. What's worse? The first thing they do is pick up their phone. They check their texts. They check the news, you know, their emails. You've already lost. You've already given your power away first thing in the day, instead of taking care of you first, nurturing you first. And so it's it, it is that then they know this, that, you know, the tech companies know this. They all know this, that they, you know, it's terrible to say, but it, it is the truth. Right. And I worked in, in that industry for many years, you know, 53 hours of news a week on a on a on a regular TV station like that's one station running 53 hours of news a week. And there's, you know, a bajillion sources out there. And so what happens to us, and I, this is really important for the audience to understand. It's not just like you, you're you watching it and it's having an effect on you. It's having such an effect on you because you're sub- can not your subconscious mind cannot tell the difference between the truth and a lie. It also doesn't know past, present, future. So if you're watching you know, a gun shooting or violence or any of that, your body, your mind thinks it's happening to you. So all of this stuff is going on with you on a cellular level, and it's aggravating all of that. And it's making it worse. So it's really important to make sure that you're feeding yourself the positivity, the good stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So I'm somebody, I like to basically look at folks who are successful and not steal, but copy as much as I can of what they do. Yeah. yeah, Modeling. There you go. And, and, and really learn from their experience. And you have an eight step blueprint that I would love to hear more about because I love I love blueprints. I love models. I love things that I can just mimic and be successful with. So let's dive into that.
0: So the eight step blueprint is to the have it all life. Like you can literally have anything if you follow this blueprint. And I you know we talked a little bit before. Uh, the show about my process called manifesting too. So I'll tie those two things in together because they do work together. So the first thing that we do in any of my work is we do work on the mindset first. We have to get you in a space and a place where you're open and receptive and ready for change. You know, you, you have to be ready for it because otherwise you're going to stay stuck in your old habits because of the programming that's running. So so we definitely work on mindset first and every day throughout the day. Like it's a muscle that you work every single day. Then the blueprint is how to be an in inspired action every day. And that's getting crystal clear about what it is you want. That's so important. You have to know where you are right now and then where you want to be one to three years from now. That's how I do it. So we take the eight key areas of your life and I take them through an eight-step blueprint that starts with visualize it. You know, you've got to know what it is you want. Then you have to prioritize it, right? And then you have to assess it. Okay, well, where am I on this You know, scale from where I am now and where I want to go? Then you have to estimate it and organize it. How much time is this going to take? How can I get this done? You know, and then you start to implement it and then it starts to transform it. And then you go back and you evaluate it. So evaluating it at that point means you should have that thing that you were your goal. You should have achieved it if you've done all the steps. And if you haven't, then you go back up to assess it, because when we're assessing back in that state or stage, You know what you do know, right? And then you know what you don't know, but you don't know what you don't know. And that only comes with following the process, right? So that's your chance to go back and go, all right, what didn't I know? How can I do this? How can I, you know, implement, transform, and have this happen? And then the the eighth step is you have it. So it's an easy and it's so simple, Taylor. We make things so complicated and they're not because what we do is we think about these big, massive goals. And then we get overwhelmed by them instead of chunking them down. I call it smokus. you know, focus on small goals first, <laughs> I do that. pull it I like back. It. And then, and then so that you can achieve the goals. And my clients get massive results. Like, the record is a woman completely changed her life. She had nine things on the list she wanted to change. And she had all nine in 90 days. She was like, how did this happen? And then I have one woman who holds the record for the fastest launch of a business, which was six weeks where it was up running in revenue. Like wow! when you get super clear on it, you get your mindset in check and you follow a formula. Your life can shift so incredibly fast. It's so phenomenal but we get in our own way we think i can't it's too hard it's it's out there and it's not out there if you want something by the time you're aware that you want it and to get a little woo woo it's already created on a vibrational level. Like it's already yours to have. Now you just, you got to catch up to that knowing and understanding it. Okay. Well, how? how, you know, you know, show me the way, you know, bring me the signs and let me follow this blueprint. And that's manifesting. You're using, you're tapping into both the physical and the metaphysical, you know, and you know, the mindset work and the strategy at the same time, you're tapping into every available resource, which is why Results happen so fast.
1: There are a lot of uh, great things in there. I'm not going to be able to uh, dissect all of them really here, but I think having a having a process to go through, especially when you get to a point and and you look back and assess, and oh, maybe I didn't exactly get where I want to go. If you don't have a process that says, yeah, you can go back and you know redo this or or step back, learn from what you did, and go through it again, you might be say discouraged. Oh, I didn't I didn't do it the first time around. I'm just going to give up. No, you got to keep working at it and, and keep going. And I like that, you know, it's really about going and, and, you know, making it happen and seeing it and then, you know, going and doing it. I think that's a very um, empowering mindset to have the, the idea of how can I afford it rather than I can't afford it. It's, it's much right. better to say, how can I do it than Oh, well, I just, I can't go do it. So yeah, I love
0: that. Yeah. How can I make it happen? Yeah. Cause you can make it happen. You know, if, as long as you have the will to make it happen, you, you will find the way you really will find the way. And you might, I don't, I don't believe in mistakes and I don't believe in failures. I'm, I'm big on language. That's a very big part of law of attraction. You know, manifesting what you want is your thoughts, create your feelings, which create your communication, which create your outcomes. So if you're, I can't, or you're, you know, should have and doing all that kind of stuff that keeps all that stuff away. So words like Like doubt, fear, you know, uh, uh, failure, mistakes. I don't believe in because they're not. They're just all lessons along the way and growth opportunities. You know, Uh, Thomas Edison, thousand times to get the light bulb right, nine hundred and ninety nine ways how not to do it. He was learning the whole time. He was sort of doing my blueprint. You know, he was going back and you know evaluating and and seeing what didn't work right. So it's always part. Of the growth experience. That's all it is. It's not a failure. It's not a mistake. Just because it didn't work this way doesn't mean it won't work a different way or you won't figure out something else along the way. You know, it's, it's, yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. I love that. Right now, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsor. slash ground floor, or click the link in the show notes. Back to the show. All right, Diana, I've got three questions. I ask every guest on the show. Are you ready? Uh, I'm ready. (laughs) Great. First one, what is the best investment you ever made other than in your education?
0: The best investment I ever made, oh my gosh other than my education, truly my education is the best, but, um, that's we why have- we take it
1: out. Everybody says, education. I know. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but, always but
0: honestly, I think the best investment I ever made was in having my children. If I could say that all the time, all the testing, all the, you know, I was told I would never have children and I just refused to take that for an answer. So I invested a lot, a lot of myself, a lot of myself physically, a lot of myself monetarily into that and ended up with a son and a daughter who are you know twins and truly gift of my life. So uh, I would say that. And then the second one would be the home that they grew up in. you know, it was something that I wanted for them. I grew up moving around a lot and I wanted my children to be born and go through all their school years in one home and and that happened for them. So that was a good investment too. I'll say
1: a lot of meaning in both of those. So I certainly appreciate that. We had the best investment. Now we go to the other side of that coin, the worst investment. What is the worst investment you ever made?
0: The worst investment I ever made was, uh, working with a friend of a friend who advised me to invest with him and it truly was a disaster and ended up being a Ponzi scheme. And okay. I lost a lot of money. Yep. Yep. That was a big lesson along the way in my life. Yeah.
1: Know who you so, invest with. Very important. Yeah.
0: Now what what I want to say about that to anyone who's listening, who's ever had this happen, you know what? It took me a long time to get over that, but I'm over that. And no, well, there's, there's unlimited money in the world, right? So I can always attract, I can always make more, right? What a valuable lesson I learned that I now teach my clients. So had that experience not happened to me, I wouldn't have the knowledge that I have today to guide them when they're investing. So that's not Pollyanna or just seeing the silver lining. That's truly, that was a lesson I had to, apparently I had to learn. A painful, hard one, but yeah
1: turn it into an advantage. Well, my favorite question here at the end of the show is what is the most important lesson you've learned in business and investing?
0: Um, to always trust your intuition and trust your gut. It never, ever, ever steers you wrong. Anytime I've gone against my intuition, it's been, it, it, you know, it didn't usually didn't turn out well. Or didn't turn out the way I hoped it would, but that you've got to you've got to know in your gut, your heart. Here's the thing: your heart is actually your first mind. It has thinking uh, capabilities. I don't know if you know this. This this is scientifically proven through the HeartMath Institute, right? So the brain is going to go to the logic, right? But when you feel it in the heart and it feels good and it's sort of pulling you this way, like, yes, yes, I want to go. I want to do that. Like, listen to that because that is your guidance. If there's like, "Mm, just my uh, trust my gut here, like I got this gut feeling about something that is a definite no don't go against it. And any no that you have in your life, you you will not miss an opportunity because there's always another opportunity, usually a better one. So don't have FOMO. Don't feel that. Trust your gut. Trust your intuition nice nice
1: well diane thank you for joining us today and thank you for what you're putting out there in the world as well helping folks and uh, if folks want to reach out if they want to find you on the internet if they want to learn more about you or any of that great stuff where can they track you down
0: well my website is dianeforster.com d-i-a-n-e-f-o-r-s-t-e-r go check me out there if you want to send my team or I an email, it's info at Diane Forster. And then the show is called I Have Today with Diane Forster. Just Google me. I pop up everywhere. You know, I, literally all my social, everything is is out there. So if you search me, you'll you'll find me. So
1: Great. Yeah. Well, thank you once again for joining us today. To everybody out there, thank you for tuning in. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts that's much appreciated. That helps other people learn about the show. It helps us rank higher in the Apple podcast ecosystem, and it helps me feel good. I get to see that you guys are engaging with the content and learning from the show, escaping the Wall Street casino along with us. If you know anyone who could use a little bit more passive wealth in their lives, please share the show with them and bring them into the tribe. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you on the next one. Bye-bye.